0: It's uh, not the hurricanes that Canada's worried about, no. It's the lightning. I mean, pick a cliche, because they all apply. Uh, Back against the wall, it's do or die. They all apply to the Montreal Canadiens tonight. They've got to win not only tonight's game at the Bell Centre, but then the game after that, the game after that one, and one more after that, if they want to hoist the Stanley Cup. Because, of course, they were down 3 nothing to the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Stanley Cup final. And the big question is, does this improbable team, the last to qualify for the Stanley Cup playoffs, do they have one last improbable run in them? Let's ask the coach, Tim Cunningham. He joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Coach, good afternoon.
1: Hi, Jeff. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for being here as always, pal. Okay, uh, what do the Montreal Canadiens, what do they have to do tonight, do differently that they haven't been doing in the first three games in this series, do you think?
1: Well, a couple of things. They really can't look beyond the first period. And as and, and a, a, a matter of fact, they really can't look beyond the first 10 minutes of the first period. And really from an X's and O's point of view, I would say that their top four defensemen, uh, led by Shea Weber and, and Jeff Petrie, uh, their their minutes are down about three minutes in the first three games uh, because they've, they've been trying to go with with six defensemen. They need to go back to what they did the first three series, and that is have uh, Weber and Petrie and Sherrod and Edmondson play about 25, 26 minutes a night. And then the the, the Montreal forwards have to uh, just put a lot more pressure on on the Tampa Bay defense. They're very deep. And, you know, the one thing about the Canadians is that they have in their favor is the fact that they haven't played very well. Uh, So it's not like they can be really disappointed. Uh, You know, yes, Tampa Bay is great, but the Canadians haven't played their best game. And I'll use a sport analogy with you. Uh, I'm going to ramble on here a bit. But in 2009, the Queens-Golden Gales football team played in the Vanier Cup. They were down by 18 at halftime, and their then-head coach, Pat Shea, went into the locker room at halftime and said, you can't be upset. You you don't deserve it because you haven't played well enough yet. And the same holds true for the Montreal Canadiens right now. Hmm. They just haven't played well enough. And I think, uh, you know, as you say, with all the cliches with their back against the wall, I expect them to play their best game of the series tonight.
0: Yeah, why has this series for Montreal seemingly been so different than the first three? I mean, you look at the uh, Leafs, and then they rolled over the Jets, swept them, and then uh, Vegas. Is it just the fact that they're playing Tampa Bay, who are the defending champs?
1: Uh, Yeah, yes, to a certain degree. I mean, Tampa Bay has been, been, uh, uh, you know, really have played uh, they're at the top of their game. But at the same time, you know the way the Canadians have won every series, they've been it's been uh, a really an emotional roller coaster, even though the Winnipeg series they they won it four straight. They weren't supposed to win a game against uh, against Las Vegas. And you know, night after night, going through the emotion of winning a game, of actually playing the game, it it really wears at you. And I think it to me in the first three games, it looks like there's a bit of, Sort of mental fatigue more than anything with the Canadians uh, that that they just really have to overcome. And that's a thing where, you know, coaching can't do it. It has to come from within the team, from within the players. And, you know, uh, five and a half weeks ago, they were down three games to one of the leaps. Everybody had them counted out. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to be shocked if they get themselves back into this series.
0: What do you make of Carey Price in his performance so far, Coach? Because uh, you talk about uh, fatigue. It's uh, not often that you see Carey Price give up five goals in a game, never mind in a playoff game.
1: Well, and you don't see too often that goalies give up five goals in the Stanley Cup final. And and, uh, I think Carey Price, you know, when it comes to mental fatigue, I think he could be. Uh, the leader in that room in terms of that, and they just, you know, great athletes have a way of overcoming that, and he has to do that if the Canadians are going to be successful, because he certainly has not been at the top of his game in the first three games of this series, uh, like he was in against Vegas and Winnipeg, and the last three games against the Leafs. But uh, I, again, this is it's it's so taxing on the body and on the mind to do what they have done, this grind that they have put themselves through that they just have to find some way to come about it. And, and elite elite athletes have a way of doing that. And, and uh, I still have faith that Kerry Price could do it.
0: All right. Have a listen. Here is a Tampa mayor, Jane Castor. She has got some advice for the uh, Lightning tonight. Have a listen to this. Here's what we would like. What we would like is for the Lightning to take it a little bit easy, to give the Canadians just the smallest break, allow them to win one at home, and then bring it back To the Emily Arena for the final and the winning of the Stanley Cup. But we don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but they
1: are playing some amazing, amazing hockey.
0: (laughs) Okay, what do you make of that from Tampa's mayor?
1: Well, with all due respect to Mayor Castor, she's obviously never played, uh, been an athlete at an elite level. Because if you start playing around wanted to, trying to pick and choose where you're going to win games and you're going to end up losing a series. You know, if, if and I'm and, and the Tampa Bay Lightning w- wouldn't be listening to this stuff for a second because if you start, you know, they let Montreal back into the series tonight, anything then then, you know, anything can happen and and uh you know, the the Canadians were down 3-1 to the Leafs and knew they were going to win that series. You let the Canadians off the hook tonight off the bat, there's going to be that belief in that room and all of a sudden that mental fatigue that they're suffering right now is going to go away in a a hurry. And uh, so, you know, she's dead wrong, uh, with all due respect.
0: Yeah, well, uh, listen, just talk to any Leaf fan here in this city, in uh, Toronto, (laughs) up 3-1 against uh, this team, and we all know how that ended and uh, what happened there. Uh, Just finally, before we leave uh, hockey here, Coach, just how motivating is the fact that you do not want to see your rival celebrate and hoist the cup on your ice, on your home ice?
1: Well, there's that. I mean, you don't want to see them win but hoist the cup, period. And and that's uh, you know I, I you know, and especially uh, in in a place where they've played, certainly in the last couple of months have played so well, you you don't want that to happen. And but that can't be your number one thought going into a game like this. And as I said earlier, the only thing the Canadians can worry about are themselves. And and they in in terms of how their level of play. And again, you you, you break it down into a sort of a uh, in a micro moments and they really just have to worry about the first 10 minutes of the first period and then think about the rest of the game they can't think of this in a macro level or they'll lose
0: yeah i was gonna say not even uh, maybe 10 minute segments but just uh, every shift right just to uh, go out every time it's your turn every shift make sure you win your shift
1: Well, that's a coaching cliche. And I was I I, I hesitate to use it. But, you know, I've been I've coached teams where that's what you say to your guys when you're down, win your next shift. It's just one shift at a time and and one play at a time. And that's and, you know, you've got to win the one on one battles. And I can go on with hockey cliches, but that you're exactly right. And that's what they have to focus on is just winning your next shift.
0: Yeah, see, that's why I'm in broadcasting, because of the cliches. <laughs> I've got those down pat. I, I'm just trying to win every break. Every break yeah. I come on the, the radio here. I'm just trying well, to Well, you're do doing a great best. job so yeah.
1: far today, Jeff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. All right, we want to talk some baseball as well, uh, Coach, because we've got word this afternoon that the Jays have applied to return to the Rogers Center for the end of the month, July 30th. Uh, what more do we know about this?
1: Well, they've got one more series before that in Buffalo. And and uh, I think it's time. You know, you, you look at, you know, the NHL, the Canadian government have let NHL teams uh, obviously come into Montreal. Uh, you know, CFL players are coming back to training camp, which starts next week. So I, th- I think it only makes sense that the Jays uh, be allowed to play at the Rogers Centre. The, they can they can certainly set up a bubble system where the players uh, do not interact, uh, uh, you know, in, in the Toronto community if if, if that's what needs be. Uh, certainly, the NBA, the NHL have done all that. Uh, NFL is going to do it for players that aren't uh, don't have aren't vaccinated. So I think it's easy because most of the players actually live pretty close to the Rogers Center and in, in condos uh, close by, close proximity. And then you know, visiting teams uh, can just stick to the hotel. Uh, so I, it's very doable, and I I would be really disappointed if uh, if it didn't happen because I think it it makes sense and and is something that can be easily managed
0: sure and we're talking a lot of things may change by july 30th including uh, the border it might be a reopen july 21st is the next date also ontario moving uh, finally into stage three of the reopening as well uh, by then so there's a, a lot of moving parts and a lot of things that can happen between uh, now and then
1: oh sure Yeah. And, and, you know, it'd be great for the Jays because literally they've been on a they've been on a road trip really for a season and a half. I mean, living in Buffalo, I mean, they're not they're living in a hotel. They're not it's not like these guys have rented houses or condos in Buffalo. Uh, They've been in a waiting pattern for a season and a half. So I think it's only fair to these kids that they be allowed to, you know, sort of have some sort of normalcy of life during the regular season.
0: Sure. And just finally, what about fans? Do we know anything there? Again, only 3,500 at the bell center for uh, tonight's game. Uh, are we expecting like 50,000 plus being allowed at the Rogers center when the Jays return? Uh,
1: I would be shocked if that happened, but I can see the, the, the provincial government or the federal government allowing uh, limited fans. I think it would be a provincial decision, uh, but I would, I would hope that they would allow some limited fans. And then by September, uh, you know, just let the numbers increase as, uh, as we get into the next stages.
0: All right, coach. Appreciate this as always. Thanks so much.
1: Thanks for having me, Jeff. Great to see you.
0: You bet. All right. There's the coach, Tim Cunningham ahead of, uh, well, amongst other things, of course, a game four the Stanley cup final tonight in Montreal, Canadians versus the lightning with the cup on the line starting tonight.